What If World is supported by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. What if kittens break the clock and Hey there, folks, and welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off-the-cuff stories. Today, we have two questions, and I received these questions on the same day, but they had something in common. I'm going to play Eli's for you first. Hello, my name is Eli, and I'm six years old. I like Harry Potter, and my question is, what if werewolves were here? Really cool question, Eli. I love werewolves, and of course I adore Harry Potter. Eli, you're not going to believe the very next question I got that day. Hi, my name is Kendall, and I'm eight years old, and I and I like puppies. Hi, my name is Wimley, and I'm ten years old, and I like Harry Potter. And our question is... What if unicorns were real and everyone had them as a pet? Wow, Kendall and Lenley, what a cool question. Okay, let me make sure I have it all. Kendall likes puppies. Lenley likes Harry Potter. And you both want to know what if unicorns were real and everyone had one as a pet. Folks, I mean, I think today's story just tells itself, right? Our story starts in Zack and Zizi's house, just a few weeks before the school year is set to start. Hey Zizi, I'm finally old enough to get into the observatorium, said Zack. I know Zack, said Zizi, but just because you're old enough doesn't mean you're going to get an invitation. <coughs> Zizi, is that what I think it is? It sure is, Zack. We just received a howl. They rushed to the door and flung it open to reveal a giant shaggy brown werewolf with a slobbery envelope in his mouth. <laughs> uh, who's Zack? I'm Zack. Okay, that's for you. Sorry I buried it a little bit. But it's okay because I dug it back up. Uh, okay, thanks. And that giant werewolf sprinted right off. Zack picked up the slobbery, dirty envelope and slowly, carefully opened it to try not to rip the wet paper. Oh, Zack, what does it say? I can't wait to hear. Uh, it says... I'm accepted! Zack, that's the best news ever! Zack and Zizi gave each other a big hug, the slobbery, dirty envelope sticking to both of them. Ew. Ew. Zack, we've got to tell Mama Jamma and Papa Lou right away. They rushed to the kitchen of their rocket ship house and found Papa Lou sipping his coffee and reading his paper. Papa Lou, Papa Lou, I got accepted into the observatorium. My boy, a wizard. Oh, I'm a proud papa today. Papa Lou snatched up the envelope. Yada yada, wizard, yada yada, unicorn bats, yada yada, tuition. Well, it looks like Mama Jamma and me are going to have to pick up a few extra hours at the plant plant to pay for this. Oh, but please, Dad, 
It's all I ever wanted, said Zack. Um, did you say unicorn pet? Asked Zizi. Yeah, it says something about mandatory unicorns for all students. Uh... Just then, they heard Mama Jamma scream. Oh my goodness! Mama Jamma, what's wrong? I'll go send one of the children to check on you, said Papaloo, flipping to the next page of his newspaper. Zizi, you go ahead. Papaloo's late for work. And he kept on reading that paper. Come on, Zack, said Zizi. And they rushed upstairs to see what Mama Jamma was so upset about. Zack, Zizi, I don't want you to be alarmed. But there's two skinny albino rhinoceroses out in our yard. Skinny albino rhinoceroses? Asked Zizi, looking out the window. And there stood two beautiful, shiny unicorns. Zack and Zizi ran back down the stairs again. Oh, they were getting tired from all this running. And they went outside to meet their new unicorns. Hi, unicorn. I'm Zizi. What's your name? My name is Hernosity. Thank you very much. Now let me see your stables, little girl. Oh, um, we don't have stables. But we do live in a rocket ship house. A rocket ship house. How quaint, said Hernosity. Very well, I need three hours of running every day. Weekly visits to a unicorn horn spa. And fresh moon sapphires for breakfast every morning. Oh, don't you worry, Hernosity. I'm going to take good care of you. You had better. A unicorn is a great responsibility. Meanwhile, Zack and his unicorn were already rolling around in the mud together. I'm Sir Jonathan Reinhardt Fancy Hoofs Third. <laughs> that name's really long. Can I call you Puppy? I always wanted a puppy, but a unicorn's pretty cool. Okay, you can call me Puppy, said Sir Jonathan Reinhardt Fancy Hoofs Third. The kids still had a couple weeks before the school year started, and they were really good at taking care of Puppy and her nosity during those times. They couldn't afford moon sapphires in a fancy stable, but they gave those unicorns a lot of exercise, a nice hay-filled garage to sleep in, and the best unikibble their parents could afford. Until finally, it was time to head to the observatorium. All right, kids, good luck at the observatorium. Learn lots of magic. And take good care of those unicorns, you two. Huh? Huh? I hope you didn't think your mother and father were going to take care of those unicorns. Wizarding school is expensive, kids. And besides, we already have to take care of you two. Which we love doing. Of course, of course, but those pets are your responsibility. But I'm going to have a lot of magic to learn. Yeah, Mom, I can't ride this unicorn for three hours a day. Do you two both want to go to magic school? Yes. Yeah? And do you two both want to keep your unicorns? Of course. Forever and ever. Then I'm sure you'll figure something out. Okay, off to platform 39 fourths with you. So Zack and Zizi packed up their unicorns and rode them down to platform 39 fourths. Man, I'm really tired from all this riding, said Zack. I know, Zack, but I bet the train has a stable for our unicorns. So Zizi, we're at the train station, but I don't see the platform. Sheesh, Zack, didn't you read the invite? Just follow me. 
Zizi rode her nosity all the way toward the end of Platform 9, and suddenly she fell out of sight. Uh-oh, that looks scary. But Puppy the Unicorn said, That looked fun! And he ran at full speed towards a tiny hole in the ground, which opened up and... <laughs> it felt like they were falling forever. But then they floated down softly to the ground and saw Zizi stepping through a giant wardrobe. And when they followed her into the wardrobe, they saw at the back of this exceedingly long wardrobe was a mirror. And then they looked into the mirror and were suddenly able to pass through the mirror. And then they were at the Horse Trot Express. You're going to love this part, Zack, said Zizi. It's like a train of a thousand carousel horses that takes you all the way to the observatorium. <laughs> Snorted her nosity. That's what it was until we came to life and became unicorns again. Now you have to ride us all the way to the observatorium. And yes, indeed, Zack and Zizi saw a line of a thousand kids riding unicorns. Wow, said Puppy. But that looks really fun. Oh no, I'm already so sore from riding. Well, where do you think the Horse Trot Express came from, boys and girls? I guess we never really thought of it. So they joined the long line of unicorns on the Horse Trot Express. And by the time they got to the observatorium, every last one of those kids was exhausted. Oh, I'm so sore. Yeah, even riding a unicorn gets a little old after a while. Excuse me, said her nosity. It's okay, her nosity, they're just sleepy, said Puppy. I'm sleepy too, to be honest. Can't wait to go to sleep in a nice hay-filled garage. The giant tower of the observatorium reached up before them, and a bunch of smaller towers of stone and wood and candy and diamonds and just about anything else you can imagine had sprung up all over the field surrounding the school making a kind of colorful castle. Zizi, where is that whistling coming from? asked Zack. No, sorry. That's my unicorn's power, said Sully the Squid. He was holding on to a slimy, rather grumpy-looking unicorn. Wait, our unicorns have powers? Well, yeah, every unicorn's horn has one power. My unicorn has a whistling horn. That's so cool, said Zack. Well, my unicorn's name is Puppy, and his horn can... Puppy, what does your horn do? Oh, my power's so cool. It... I just can't remember what it is. What about you, Hernosity? Asked Zizi. What's your power? My power is most special indeed. Cool! Yes, it's quite cool. For you see, I have the power to turn anyone into a... Yeah? Yeah! Yeah! A werewolf. Oh. Oh. Well, that doesn't seem like a very useful power. We cannot help the abilities we are born with. We can only make the best of them. I think it's cool. I want to be a werewolf. It's like I'll be my own puppy. Zack, no, Mom and Dad aren't going to want you to be a werewolf. We'll just be very careful around her nosity's horn. Yeah, that way nothing will go wrong, almost definitely. All students... To the Cathasium! Zizi, was that? Yep, that was Abacus P. Grumbler. Wow! Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing you haven't met him yet. And all the students and their unicorns packed into the Cathasium. 
Long wooden tables with benches stretched all the way through the cafecium, and at the edges stretched long troughs of food and water for the unicorns. Greetings, students! It is I, Professor Wizard Headmaster Abacus P. Grumbler Extraordinaire! Wow! Said Zack. We know already. Yeah. Said everyone else. And now all first years must make a line in front of the sorticorn. Abacus gestured to his own unicorn, a knobbly old lady corn. Her trusty horn will sort you into your proper tower, where you will train beside your... But as his hand swept out toward the sorticorn, he accidentally knocked her old brittle horn right off her head. <laughs> the sorticorn cried. Oh dear, never fear everyone. The sorticorn just needs to borrow a different horn while I fix this one. Any volunteers? The sorticorn was a very old and respected unicorn. And so, every last unicorn raised its head up from its trough, offering its horn. Such magnanimity, such generosity. <laughs> I could but weep. Except it would just make all you kids giggle, I'm sure. Very well. If I just take a small piece of all of your horns, it will make her a new one. Alakazam and Shalamazot, giving a little means a lot. And a thousand tiny cracking sounds rolled through the cavaseum as little bits and pieces of every unicorn's horn flew towards the sorticorn's head. Right, now it'll just be a few more hours of sorting and then you'll all have dinner. Aww. Oh, come on. All the students groaned. They'd been riding all day from all over What If World. They were exhausted and hungry. All right, fine. We'll conjure the food right now, and the sorticorn will go around, touching you all with the tip of her horn and sorting you into your proper towers as you stuff your little faces. Yeah, oh, thank you. Well, at least I know I can't mess up a food spell. Magic Kazam and Shamala's up. Give this load of kids some slop. But he aimed his wand a little too high. And about a metric ton of sloppy joes and salads fell from the sky, covering every last student. I think I'm gonna like it here, said Zack, scooping up sloppy joe with lettuce and shoving it in his mouth. Meanwhile, the sword of corn went around and gently tapped every student with the tip of its horn. No one could hear who was sorted where, and the noisy cafecium. I mean, the kids couldn't even see each other under all the slop. But when the meal was finally over, they shuffled outside, shaking the last of the slop off of them. So, Azizi, where did you get so dead? That was strange. Oh, Zach, maybe you got sorted into where wolf tower just like me. That's funny, said Sully. I don't remember there being a werewolf tower. It had begun raining outside, and as the last of the sloppy joe and salad was washed away, the children saw that they'd all been turned into... Yep, you guessed it. 
Her nosity looked from one werewolf to the next in a panic. Oh dear, it appears Abacus took the tip of my horn, but got all of my magic. What's all this howling about? said Abacus, sweeping out of the cafecium. Oh dear, I've turned the whole school into werewolves. That's the third time this year. Abacus, you have to fix us. Oh, that's not going to be possible, said Puppy. Only another unicorn can undo a unicorn's magic. Then you've got to save us, Puppy. I don't want to be my own puppy anymore. I can already feel myself getting fleas. I'm afraid that's not his power, said Hernosity. Yeah, see? Puppy the unicorn touched his horn to each of them and nothing happened. Listen, does anyone here have a dispelling unicorn? But none of the werewolf students raised their hands. And who keeps whistling? Oh, sorry, it's just my unicorn. There have got to be more unicorns somewhere, Abacus. You're right, my dear boy. But where? The sword of corn slowly walked up to them. Have you tried the shelter? She asked. A shelter for unicorns? No one would ever give up a unicorn as a pet. Who might be surprised? And she gestured with a horn made of a thousand other horns to the south. Very well. To the shelterden. It's just the shelter. Yeah, not everything has a weird name, Abacus. All right, fine, but the whistling horse stays. Okay. It was late at night, and the moon was full, which made all the werewolf children very happy to run and frolic all the way to the shelter. The unicorns ran among them, neighing as the werewolves howled, and even a few fairies joined the merriment, lighting the way for Zack, Zizi, and Abacus. The shelter was a wide open ranch, with low fences made of simple wooden posts that any unicorn could hop over. In fact, most of them did, and the werewolves too. It is I, Abacus P. Grumbler, come to Shelteria in order to free uh, these werewolves from being werewolves, I suppose. Someone stepped out of a small cottage in the middle of this expansive ranch seemed to walk towards them, or was it Roll? It sort of looked like a snowman, or a snowman made of clay pots. The clay pot on top was perfectly round and brown, and had a face painted on it. Hello, name's Harry. Harry? No, not Harry. Harry. I'm sorry, do you know that you're made out of pots? That's one of the hazards of rescuing unicorns, I'm afraid. It is you, the legendary Harry Potter. Just because I'm made out of pots doesn't make me last name Potter. Uh, I'm sorry, what, what is your last name? Unicorn Rescuer. Well, Harry Unicorn Rescuer, is there a unicorn here that can turn werewolves into people? Can't right say... New ones dropped off every day since everyone in What If Well got a unicorn for a pet. That's horrible, said Zizi. It is not easy caring for a unicorn as you well know, Zizi, said her nosity. Yeah, imagine living in New Watt City cramped in a tiny apartment. No life for a unicorn. Plus they live for like a thousand years. That's a big commitment. 
Well, I can't wait to get into quadruple digits with Puppy here. Eh, uh, yeah, said Ari Unicorn Rescuer, as the rest of his rescued unicorns approached the group. Listen, any of you unicorns have a power to cure werewolves? A big muscular unicorn stomped forward. Ay, me horns can turn werewolves back and tell what are you waiting for? These werewolves have eaten the slippers right off my feet and now they're working on my robes. Right, said the big unicorn, whipping his horn around and around and shooting a rainbow into the air that wrinkled down like glitter on all the werewolves, turning them right back into peanuts. Um, I don't feel quite like a person yet, said Zack the peanut. Well, we really all should have let him finish that sentence, said Ari Unicorn Rescuer. <laughs> I love peanuts, said Puppy, and he leaned down towards the pile of peanut children. Puppy, what in if world are you doing? I just remembered my power, said Puppy, licking a line of salty peanuts. Oh, the legumanity! screamed Abacus. But Puppy didn't eat those peanuts. He just slobbered all over them. And as he did, his unicorn horn started to shake. And so did those peanuts, and they turned right back into children. So your power is turning peanuts into people? Yeah, I have to be really careful at ball games, said Puppy. And slowly, he turned every last student back. Well, Abacus, your students have been up all night, and they're still not sorted, said her nosity. Right, well, I managed to not get them all eaten by a unicorn, so I'll call it a success, said Abacus. And many of the unicorns had found old friends that night. So the students of the observatorium made a point of taking turns visiting that shelter every single day, and having an adoption drive every weekend. Ari Unicorn Rescuer was happy for the help, and while they couldn't get every last pet adopted, they made sure every last one was happy. All right, students of Candy Tower, it's time for your very first lesson. And where are you? Did we never get around to sorting those students? I need like a sorticorn or something to do that for me. Where could I find such a magical creature. <laughs> the end. Well, Kendall, Lenly, and Eli, and all my listeners, I hope you enjoyed your story today. Before we say our goodbyes, I want to take a quick minute to tell you about the Kids Listen podcasting community. This month, a bunch of us are doing hit-the-road-themed episodes, summer travel themes, games, songs, and stories inspired by travel. And I want to highlight two of my friends' podcasts in particular this week. The first is Bedtime Stories Cozy Corner Podcast. They tell really relaxing stories, and the whole idea is to just put your kids at ease and help them get to sleep in a mindful way but they use stories in an awesome way to help keep it interesting and the second is april 8 songs and stories podcast april is a great singer songwriter and storyteller and if you really want a kind of folky cool different feel to your stories you should give it a shot she's quite talented i'd like to thank karen marshall my editor and producer 
Craig Martinson, my theme songwriter, Jason O'Keefe, our artist, and all you kids out there who look out for rescued animals and help your parents take care of any pets you have, be they fish, mice, dogs, cats, birds, lizards, snakes, gerbils, or anything else you could think of. Until we meet again, keep wondering. What if we're... This is what